I feel like we yep. don't need any intro banter just because there's going to be enough of the show taken up by actually talking about what we're here to talk about, which is kind of, it's kind of different from how kind we weird. do it. Yeah. We're here to have a sports podcast that's mostly focused on sports, I feel. Yeah. So you don't want to go ahead and intro the show then? Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Q4 podcast, your favorite, most inconsistent sports podcast this side of the Mississippi. Which side of the Mississippi? We're not going to tell you. I mean, all of Minnesota is on the west side of the Mississippi. So That is completely false. Half of Minnesota is on the east side. Yeah, that's, that's true. St. Paul you're... is on the east side, pal. Yeah, what are you talking about, fool? What are you talking about, fool? Is he looking up the map it's, right it's now? Been... It's been a long week. I'm just really, <laughs> really tired right now. The Mississippi River starts in the middle of Minnesota. Right. The, the northern like Minnesota part of Minnesota is the one state that is both east, west, and also north of the Mississippi. <laughs> it was a valiant effort, though. It was. You gave it a shot. Didn't do very well, but you gave it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was a river that like went along somewhere kind of on the borderish. That's the same. The minute the uh, sorry, the Mississippi River does end up being the border of Minnesota, which is where I was going with that. But yeah. Yeah, I feel really dumb. So, um, <laughs> TJ, I liked your response there. Just yeah. <laughs> well, Oh, Welcome to the Q4 podcast. This is uh, this is how we start off. We we have a lot we want to talk about. Can I get sad and, and I, mad for a second? No. Well, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to get real happy. So you get sad okay. first. It was bad enough that the Cowboys, for some reason, didn't want Amari Cooper. Like in the two and a half seasons that he was with the team. He changed the offense. The offense worked as well as it did because of Amari Cooper. We saw how it happened, how it worked in that first 20. Was it 2018 or 2019? I can't remember. I think it was 20 midway through the 2018 season that they traded for him. I forget if it was Steven or Jerry Jones who said, oh, yeah, we don't need a true number one wide receiver. We'll just spread the ball around. We can do receiver by committee. And that absolutely sucked. It was a receiving core of Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, and I forget who the third one was, which shows you how effective it was. They get Amari Cooper halfway through the season and it's completely revolutionized. They finish the season 10 and 6, make playoffs, and then the last two seasons, two and a half seasons, have been inconsistent, but overall, I'd say the offense has looked better because of Amari Cooper. So why you want to get rid of him in the first place is beyond me. But the fact... And you trade him to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth round pick. When Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders, and that was what? A first and a second? How many? I know there was a first involved. Was it just one first or was it two? It was two. Uh, I think it was two firsts. Two firsts. Tyreek Hill gets traded to the Dolphins for five draft picks. Five, yeah. Five. A first, a second, 
a fourth and two sixth. Is that correct? Sounds right. That sounds close enough. <laughs> and you're telling me that even so beyond the fact that you don't want Amari Cooper, that that's done. We, I made my piece of that. It's like, OK, but the fact that you trade him for a fifth round pick, name the last fifth round pick that, you know, who has been as good as Amari Cooper. I don't think it exists. I know there are like late round picks who do well, like Dak Prescott is a fourth round pick. He's played really well. Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent. He played really well, but wide receivers specifically, you know, pretty well if they're going to do well in the league. And so that's why the good ones are taken early. And add that on top of the total. I'm feeling better about the Cowboys offseason over the last couple of days just because of some of the auxiliary signings they've made. But there's still so many holes on this team that didn't have to be there. Like receiver last year was a position of strength. We had the best receiving core in football, or at least arguably. Now you have Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb and Noah Brown. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) And as much I, I have been understandably one of the biggest Noah Brown fans you can imagine. (laughs) He is not a third wide receiver. He is that receiver you have on the team. Who's a big body who can block on screen passes, who can block on run plays. He's a good special teams player, and he will make the most athletic drops you have ever seen in your life. (laughs) But he is not a number three receiver. So now wide receiver is a position of need. Offensive line is a position of need, which half a decade ago, I know things turn over pretty quickly, but half a decade ago, Cowboys had the best offensive line in football. So it's just it is frustrating and maddening and saddening, and I don't know what's going on. So, TJ, please be happy to bring up the mood of this podcast, because I just (laughs) I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's happy time. For the first time in my entire life, all four Minnesota major sports have had a good month at the same time. (laughs) The Vikings have a new head coach, a new GM. They've brought in some key pieces on the defense. They've re-signed everyone's favorite mediocre quarterback. They have restructured several deals to open up more cap space. The Minnesota Twins have pulled off a blockbuster trade, several blockbuster trades. They have signed Carlos Correa, who I am trying my best to bring upon me the spirit of forgiveness. It's going to be hard, (laughs) but I'm trying because I want the Twins to do well, and that means I want him to do well. They also traded for two former Yankees who I'm approaching with the same mentality. I have to get it out of my head that Gary Sanchez should fail, and I have to start thinking that he should succeed. Which is going to be tough, but I'm happy I get to try. The Minnesota Wilds are on a playoff push and have traded for Marc-Andre Fleury, which I I don't even know how to express my joy. And the Timberwolves are doing better than maybe I've ever seen them. And (laughs) to be fair, to be fair, that's not like, that's That's not not a high bar. (laughs) I've been to more something. 
I've been to more Timberwolves games in the last month than I have at any other point in my life combined. Like I've been to four NBA games in my life, and three of them have been in the last month. All of them Wolves games. Most recently went to the game against the Suns. As we're recording yesterday, it was on Wednesday. Uh, and they kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. But my goodness, they were so much fun to watch. This looks, it's a very young, very athletic, very fast team. And they're just, they're fun. And they're exciting. And yeah, going up against the Suns, you knew, what, the Wolves are, are they the nine seed? Are they ninth right now? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know their exact positioning off the top of my head, but they're a playoff contender going going up against one of the best teams in the league. You know, they're probably not going to come out with a win, but the way they played the Suns for three and a half quarters looked phenomenal. They are a very exciting team. And that's been a long time since that has been the case, like exciting, because usually it's the opposite of that. And it's just like so dull to watch. But yeah, they're hot right now. They're in seventh in the West. So holding on a uh, holding on to a playoff spot. All of this culminates in me being a very happy sports fan here at the end of March. The problem, of course, is that now I get to watch the Timberwolves and Wild try to make the playoffs and I get to prepare for a twin season that I have no idea what will happen and i'm coming into it with all this hope but at the same time all this fear you would think with hope comes that fear. with with hope comes <laughs> fear it's true you would think that with all four teams moving in the right direction one of them has to hit right like one of them you has to do well think, you would think so you? yeah it's it is exciting, but I think the worst thing that can happen in Minnesota right now is that March ends like <laughs> and April begins. <laughs> yes, March has been March has been fairly solid, but yeah, we got to continue it, which is the uh, which is the tough part. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I just uh. and also watching the Packers receiving core fall apart has been like the extra cherry <laughs> on top. Yeah, didn't the Chiefs just sign Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Yeah, they did. Oh, really? Yeah. Who do they they have at receiver right now? That's a great question. Greg Jennings. Not Greg Jennings. Uh, Randall Cobb. (laughs) Randall Cobb. I was the other old guy. Uh, Alan Lazard. Yeah, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Jawan Winfrey, Malik Taylor, Chris Blair, Rico Gafford, and Amari Rogers. Interesting. That... Hopefully they suck. Hopefully, well, Man. I mean, we'll see. How is Aaron Rodgers going to play without the best receiver in the league? Probably How is the best well. receiver in the league going to play without Aaron Rodgers? I think probably pretty well. <laughs> I think that's the more interesting question. Like, who is going to be better, the Raiders or the Packers? Because the like Raiders just, receiving core now, it's pretty, pretty good. Well, they have arguably one of the best tight ends in the league and a a resurrection of their quarterback if you will so but also they're playing in arguably the toughest uh, division in football so i don't know this offseason has been wild you guys i like i'm trying to just collect my thoughts 
to to have a funny one-liner, but there's there's no room for it. Yeah, because we've seen the Dolphins have signed Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins have signed everyone. Dude, yeah. The do- the Dolphins? The Dolphins. The Dolphins might the be Dolphins. The Dolphins might be low key a threat this year. I think they're going to be kind of good. They quietly I think they're going to be pretty good last year. Like they've yeah. finished they've finished the last 8 games. They were what? 6 and 2? Yeah, something like that. And now they've gotten better? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. You're oh. also forgetting the biggest signing that they made a week ago. Signing one certain Teddy Bridgewater to be their backup quarterback. They are going to be the best team in the league. <laughs> I take that back. They're the best team. Yeah, hashtag Teddy's job. Oh, man. I mean, what? Oh. I, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to think of what else is said. The Vikings have signed a defensive tackle and they've signed Zadarius Smith. Right? Yes. So we can take that off the Packers' plate as well. Uh, the Packer or the Bears lost uh, Akeem Hicks. So they have completely kicked the can and they've decided that they're going to do nothing forever, which I'm fine with. Yeah, totally fine. Let them rot. Um, Russell uh, Wilson so back, back, is back, uh, a member of the Broncos. I don't, have we, we haven't recorded since Oh that, my no? god! We haven't. We've missed a lot. Tom Brady unretired. Tom Brady unretired. We, we, I'm, I'm going back to the Tyreek Hill thing for one moment because it was, it was a little odd to me to see, like he wanted to get paid after the Devontae Adams deal because he's like, oh, Devontae Adams got this big deal. I should get a big deal as well. And Chiefs weren't willing to restructure for that. So, but the, the teams that were willing to trade for him, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, he's on the Chiefs. Right. And the Chiefs are going to be a perennial playoff threat for many years to come with one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best offenses in the league. And the two teams that he picked from were the Dolphins, who were quietly getting better, and the Jets. And before he accepted it, the reports came out that he was, quote, torn. How? <laughs> probably <laughs> money. Like probably money, but also like like leaving the best. If he would have gone to the Jets, that would have been that would have been league breaking. Yeah. yeah. Like the NFL would have collapsed in on itself. Career annihilation. Honestly, though, the move to the Dolphins now is actually look at like as you guys were saying, the Dolphins could be sneaky good this year i mean they they've signed teron armstead and connor williams so teron armstead is just a fantastic tackle connor williams from the cowboys he's he's a solid guard he's a seven million dollar a year guard so he's good uh you obviously get uh uh tyree kill already going along with jalen waddle cedric wilson signed from the cowboys as well so i mean he's a solid slot receiver definitely with those two guys in the mix Get Raheem Mostert in there playing running back. I mean, this offense, if they cannot do well with this offense, all of the blame squarely falls to Tua. Like There are no more excuses at this point. If he can, I think the biggest thing for him is if he can stay healthy. And that's what makes me love the 
the Teddy Bridgewater signing even more because it's like we have arguably the greatest backup quarterback in NFL history here, just yeah. in case Tua beefs his leg again or something. Honestly, but, I, I, I never want to see anyone get injured. But honestly, I'd love to see a scenario in which Teddy Bridgewater gets back in and starts some games for the Dolphins. Yeah. The Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins will be good. The Patriots will be good just because it's Bill friggin' Belichick. <laughs> but that uh, that division is heating up quickly compared to what it was the last, like, three years. Um, I, I need to make an official statement on the podcast. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> I am officially relinquishing my ties with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> um, yeah, it's unfortunately it's because I, I say unfortunately because this could be arguably the best chance they have had to make it to the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs. But I just, I, I do not support the Cleveland Browns anymore. I need to find a new team. I'm, I'm yeah, currently if, on the market. Who's your new bad wagon? I that's I don't know yet. I don't because like going through you got to st- like I started with the Browns coming off the the Hugh Jackson years, <clears throat> and like that was at the beginning. Like that's a lot of work and that's a lot of commitment. And I don't know if I'm ready for that long term commitment right now. I think I need like. Thing I need a bounce back to just pick like a middle need of the a road rebound. Team. Yeah, I need a rebound, which Honestly, is a middle of the road team. The Dolphins might be a good pick for it because there's no guarantee that all of these moves work out. It'd be kind of surprising if they didn't. Um, yeah, the Dolphins are up there. I'd say the Colts are also up there too. Matty Ice getting a second chance. Uh, they're kind of trying to re- load back up. Um, I think the, the team that came to mind right away was formally formally known as the san diego chargers um now there's a team because they're like they, i would say they're above middle of the road i just i don't understand how they ever lose a game like i i always have to pick the chargers so Buddy, i think the chargers might be <laughs> might be the squad well that's not confirmed though i'm just i'm just projections out there yes for sure I'll, I'll report back when i find my new bad wagon I so because of all of the the uh, the chaos that the NFL free agency has brought and there has been there's been so much. Do you guys mind if we just go through team by team for the notable signings? And I want I want from you guys overall opinions on whether a team has gotten significantly better or not. Okay. What is about that all right? Significantly better Stayed the same or significantly worse. worse. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're starting in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills have added Case Keenum. So obviously they are significantly better. (laughs) Just stop the list there. They're better. Yeah. (laughs) Von Miller Um, who? OJ Howard. I didn't even hear about. Signed with the Bills. Von Miller. uh, We got Jamison Crowder. Duke Johnson as a backup. So that's that's most of the bills right there. Hard hard not to say significantly better. Yeah, right? yeah. even straight from just Von Miller. Yeah. So considering the, they were already so good, the the deal that he got 
makes me think it's not going to be significantly better in a couple of years. Like yeah, he's yeah. going to be there for a while big, for a lot of deal. money. Yeah, but Huge. The, the biggest subtraction from this team is Cole Beasley, which to be fair, I mean, Cole Beasley was a solid role player for them over the last couple of years. But honestly, when your biggest loss is Cole Beasley and you get Von Miller, I, I think that's a fair trade off. And yeah. considering Jamison Crowder, I think fits that spot nicely as yes. kind of the role playing third wide receiver. Yes. So. All right. So the Bills got better, which is a little frightening. Uh, Miami Dolphins, we've mentioned a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, they are way better now. Um, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson signed a franchise tag on Mike Gesicki. Signed Emmanuel Ogba. Edward Wilson was on there as well. Yeah, this... this Dolphins this team is, a, is significantly better. This is a yeah. much better team. They're not winning the East, but they're significantly better. They are. They're coming in possibly second. Yeah. I mean... I think, yeah, you got to put them up there as the preseason favorites. Yeah. As long as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are with the Bills, though, I I, I can't pick against the Bills. Right. Uh, New England Patriots, Brian Hoyer. Obviously better. How is he still in the league? (laughs) Good Lord. Patriots are a lot of re-signings. They re-signed Brian Hoyer, re-signed James White, re-signed Trent Brown. Um, They, They haven't gotten worse. They haven't gotten worse. I think, I mean, the biggest, the biggest, like, new player is Mac Wilson, maybe? Or Malcolm Butler, I guess. I think stayed the same. I, I mean, yeah. they were there, like... No significant change. If anything, maybe slightly better, but not noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um... This one, it's good. It makes me a little sad looking at this, but the New York Jets, who are already so bad, <laughs> they have um, re-signed Joe Flacco. They they signed the original better. the original contract for Mike White, the guy who came in for one game, lit up, and then was like benched four hundred and fifty yards. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, re-signed. Braxton Barrios. They signed Tyler Conklin, which is a good move. And mm-hmm. CJ Uzuma, Uzama. So, um, two better tight ends. Some moves on the O-line. I, I don't think <sighs> anything really noticeable. No. I think they just kind of stay the same. It, the, the, it... the thing is, we can't say the Jets have gotten significantly worse because there really is no... No worse to get. Uh, They could be the Lions. That was going to be my question, though, is like, is the fact that they didn't get better pointing at them getting significantly worse? That's pointing to a different problem. Yeah. In that if you're that if you are that far down and you haven't gotten significantly better then you have really not been trying. (laughs) Because (laughs) just the laws, the law of averages has to come into play eventually and say, you know, you can't have three wins and 14 losses every year. You you have to get back to 500 at some point. And I don't think the Jets are anywhere close to that. 
I don't, I'm going to look it up right now because I bet it has been since Mark Sanchez, right? Since the playoff butt fumble. Oh, God. All right, keep going. I'm going to look All this right. up. AFC North now, Baltimore Ravens. They have done nothing. They missed out on Zadarius Smith. They signed Michael Pierce. They signed Marcus Williams and Morgan Moses uh, on offensive tackle. That's that's it. That's pretty much it. Can I interrupt you really quick? Yeah. So according to ProFootballReference.com, uh, the last time they were above 500 was, believe it or not, 2015. Um, hard to believe it was that recent, but quarterback was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Chris Ivory oh. was the leading rusher, and Brandon Marshall was the leading receiver. So I pretty much removed that from my mind, but that uh, <laughs> happened. So, But here's the other thing. Um, I was a senior in high school that year. Same. It has been... Seven full seasons of that. I am now in a, a full college graduated adult. <laughs> it's and been a they while. Have, not just not just since their last playoff, but since their last winning season. Yeah. And they That's did tough. not make it to the playoffs that year. And they didn't get any better this year, so it's probably going to be another one of those. Right. That's tough, man. Imagine being a New York Jets fan. That would be terrible. Tough. New York Jets fan. One of my uh, former colleagues at KRCG is from New York and is a Jets fan. He's not happy. That's got to be one of the worst franchises in sports to be a fan of. As much as I complain about being a Minnesota fan, I'm just so glad that I'm not a Jets fan. Dude, think about being a New York fan in general. Like, other than you've the got Yankees. The, the second biggest market. You've got the biggest market. You should have the best teams. And they just you don't. should. You should. <laughs> but the football don't. team is bad. I mean, the Yankees haven't even like they haven't been to the World Series since what? Oh five? Uh, oh nine. Oh no, nine. Yeah, oh nine. I the mean, twenty tens was thirteen years ago. The twenty tens was the first decade in their franchise history that the uh, Yankees did not go to a World Series, not win like, one. That's just go to. But I mean, Ugh. think about like, I mean, the New York Islanders used to be great. The uh, New York Rangers used to be great as well. So considering that the city of New York and surrounding area has two baseball teams, two football teams, three hockey teams and two basketball teams. And they haven't had a championship in since Eli Manning. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh, I mean... There are, there are... Well, how many people are in New York? What? Is that 15 million? That's tough, man. That's yeah. tough. Well, right we can always hang our hats on that. that. We can. That we're, at least we're not New York. <laughs> New Yorkers get mad at us. Also, we've um, already spent about 15 minutes just on the AFC East. Yeah. Um, um, we can Baltimore. expedite things a little bit if we choose division, choose the best team or team who, who got who had saw the most improvement and the team who regressed the most. There we go. Um, OK, we are AFC North. Baltimore stayed the same. 
Cincinnati sign Lyle Collins. Yes. Anything um, to keep Joe Burrow alive for yeah. more than two seconds. Yeah. So they're significantly better because they've signed Lyle Collins and uh, Alex Kappa and yeah. Ted Karras. That's three new offensive linemen for him. Yeah, that's that's positive. <laughs> that's that's a, a, a big improvement there. Yeah. Cleveland Browns. We already know what happened there. Yes, it's both. Yes, both better <laughs> and far worse. Also, I just thought of this as we were mentioning the Browns. Uh, the second hashtag of the Q4 hashtag series is hashtag go Browns. Is this the first time in Q4 history that we delete a hashtag? I think I think today is the official funeral slash retirement of the go Browns. Oh, maybe we don't uh, have maybe maybe we've changed hashtags before. How about hashtag no Browns? Mm. Oh, mm. but then I feel like that also includes me and <laughs> no Browns. That, that's a third of the podcast. Yeah, we're firing you. You are you're off the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, we you know what, Noah? You just do what you feel is right at the yeah, end. Yeah, you're the you're the podcast king, anyways, or the the hashtag king. I I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do here. Well, that's we're going to keep going while you decide. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky. Significantly and worse. Lost Smith Schuster, right? They yes. also, yeah, they signed a three-year contract for Mason Cole, otherwise known as the backup for Garrett Bradbury. <laughs> uh, significantly uh, worse. Yeah, significantly worse. AFC South. <laughs> the Texans are a mess. Another, yeah. is it possible to get worse? question i think they did they signed kyle allen who if you ask who is that i would uh echo kyle allen football quarterback quarterback for the (laughs) he was with washington for a while indianapolis colts acquired matt ryan I honestly if you look because people were blasting the colts for the wentz trade this it it was worked out it worked out pretty because if you look, if you combine the trades to see the total returns that they got both with the commanders and with the Falcons, it, it was a pretty all right deal. They ended up with yeah. Matt Ryan and a couple of decent picks. So and yeah. got rid of Carson Wentz. So, yeah. yes, so pretty, you're probably looking good. at it as a win. Yeah, I think yes. to me, I think the Colts stay the same. Well, I they, don't, I don't so, think they get significantly, significantly better. They'd probably not significantly better. They signed or they traded for Unique and Gakwe, which I think is actually a pretty that's a good pretty good move. They, yeah. Their defense was already pretty solid, so I think they stay the same with moderate room for improvement if they can get things together. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars signed Christian Kirk, Laquan Treadwell, and Zay Jones. Which Christian Kirk. Once again, one of those solid role players and with the Cardinals, but definitely not worth the money they paid him. Uh, Laquan, Laquan, I'm sorry, Laquan Treadwell, Megaquan, as uh, forget who started calling him that here in Minnesota <laughs> Sports Radio. Um, that was, uh, I think, a little, little premature. He's trash. He's, yeah, he's everyone was he was going to be good, but then he sucked. But I think they got significantly better, not by any signings they made or by any players they signed, but by bringing in Doug Peterson. 
by getting yes. rid of Urban Meyer more specifically. Yeah. Did you did you guys see this was uh, I think a week ago or maybe a, I forget when it was because it's been forever since we recorded. Uh, there were reports coming out that Urban Meyer didn't know some of the big stars <laughs> that the Jaguars yeah. were facing, including Aaron Donald. Yes, he was like when they the Rams, he's like, oh, right, who's this number ninety nine guy here? He could give us some problems. He was also apparently just like straight up insulting his players, just. Out of like, there was one where he a guy, a guy ran. Yeah, he uh, well, there was this. He a guy ran the wrong route in practice, and then came in after practice with Trevor Lawrence to practice running the route. And Urban Meyer walked up to Trevor Lawrence and was like, "Yeah, this guy where he's from, they don't even uh, they don't look at their GPA." And it was like, "What? What? What? <laughs> you, you, he went out of his way." To do that, but you can't do that. It's a good thing he's gone. It's a great thing he's and, gone, and a yeah. mega upgrade in my opinion. Huge upgrade. I, I feel like we're we're Doug Peterson believers on this podcast. I, I wouldn't say well, we're like he's the second coming of Christ, but I think he's a massive step up from like some of the options that are out yeah. there. And I think he was pitted against Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. And for yeah. some reason, the Eagles front office chose Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson. Yeah. yeah. And we saw how quickly that collapsed. So I think what happened to, to Doug Peterson in Philadelphia was not his fault entirely. And yeah. if there was any head coach you wanted Trevor Lawrence to be with, it would be Bill Belichick. But if there was another <laughs> head coach you wanted Trevor Lawrence to be with, Doug Peterson's got to be pretty high on that list. Yeah. Or Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah. The quarterback whisperer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans. Got I Robert mean, Woods. Yeah, that's, uh, that's huge. Hooper. And got rid of Julio Jones, right? Honestly, I think yeah. Robert Woods, particularly for what they gave up, it was like, what, a fifth or a sixth round pick sixth for him? Sixth round. Coming up, Robert Woods coming off an ACL injury, so I don't know what he's going to look like. But honestly, I think if Robert Woods comes back to even half the player that he was, I think that is an upgrade over Julio Jones at this point in Julio Jones's career. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But yes. I'm also seeing this note that they they signed uh, Jeff Swaim and they signed him <laughs> to a three point five million dollar extension. Three point four million dollars are guaranteed, but there is a hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. <laughs> so, so that's that's uh, that's quite the deal. Just in case. <laughs> Um, so just I in think case he's not up to snuff. I <laughs> think they, hold they, that last. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, he just doesn't show up to the gym. <laughs> um, I think they get slightly better, which for them is, I mean, they're they were already, yeah, good. they were twelve yeah. and five top team in the AFC. Really so, good, yeah, yeah. AFC West Broncos got better. Don't even have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson is there now. Chargers way got better. Got Cleo Mack. Yeah, yeah. Kansas Raiders City Chiefs re-signed Chad Henney. So okay. Super Bowl bound. That's Super it. Bowl Naturally. bound. <laughs> no, I think this warrants discussion because I think we all agree that the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders all got better and the Chiefs yeah. got worse. So yep. are the Chiefs still the best team in the AFC West? No. Yes. Who is? Who is, TJ? Who is, TJ? I'm gonna, I'm gonna There's say no it. way. I'm going to say... I, I'm going to the Las Vegas Raiders. No. I'm saying it right now. disagree. Right? You, okay. All right. First of all, Garrett Gilbert. 
Do I do I need to say more than that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second. I, uh, go ahead. Okay. We got Brandon Bolden, who started last year with the Patriots and was surprisingly solid. We've got Devontae Adams, who we know is really good. Max Crosby, Chandler Jones on the defense. I, I, the, the team was already good. And last year they were good dealing with everything that happened with the Raiders last year. That's, that's true. Having that's true. this team that I think talent-wise has gotten better, the offense was already good. Hunter Renfro was good at wide receiver last year. How much better is he going to be as a number two where he's not drawing the double coverage anymore? I mean, this and, and having the same head coach for the entire season. I think it's this team is good. They are. I'd still just with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Andy Reid still at the helm until proven otherwise. The Chiefs are no longer the runaway favorites with the AFC West. The AFC West is the best division in football at this point, and the Chiefs will need to play absolutely perfectly for the entire season to win the division. But I think they can. And so until proven otherwise, the Chiefs, I, I still have to say they're they're still solidly number one. But I guess I shouldn't say solidly number one. They are number one, but I'd say the Raiders are a close second. That's 100% where I'm at, too, Noah. It's like I I hear all that, TJ. I'm hearing you right now, dude. But I, there's the intangible, like, you just know they're going to win. Like, if last year was any example of that, they were one of the worst teams in football through the first like five or six weeks or whatever it was. And then after that, they just like figured it out. I don't know how, I don't know what changed, but I just, until you can count them out, like until they've shown that they can't be the team, then I think they are the number one. But yes, I agree that it's the best division. And I don't know, could you see two or even three teams going to the playoffs from this division? For sure. Now, that but, is what we oh. said last year about the NFC West. Well, and someone's got to suck, and it happened to be the Seahawks last year. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that could but, easily happen to the Chargers or the Broncos. or yeah, the if Russell Wilson ends up being on the receiving end of the best, te- best division in football two years in a row on two different <laughs> teams. That'd be tough. Yeah, because we did see that last year because three teams from the West made it. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I, it, Imagine. A, it's always it's historically been probably since like 2014 it's probably been one of the best divisions in football and this year it's just gotten better yeah. so there's no easy win there's no detroit lions in that league <laughs> there's no jacksonville jaguars in that league division i should say all right and moving on to the nfc east can, can no, we pass? How, you, how you feeling can, can, can we pass on this one yeah, we can pass. Um, Commanders got the, better. The, the saving. Hold on now. Disagree. <laughs> Let's rewind. Disagree. <laughs> the the confidence with which you said that. <laughs> well, pause. I, that was partially because of who it is and who you are. But I think the commanders got better, significantly better. Probably not. But okay, I don't know. I can also, buy that. 
I love the name. I just need to say that. I think that name is great. I do like the Commanders. I think that's a sick I, name. I still wish it would it would have been the Red Tails, but I do like the Commanders. I think the saving grace for the Dallas Cowboys is the fact that no teams in the East have made any significant moves. No teams yeah, they haven't have gotten significantly better. Yeah. The Giants are the Giants. They're just squandering. The Commanders got Carson Wentz, so I, sure, better I guess. Eagles, uh, they haven't had any big additions, have they? I mean, or subtractions, I don't think either. Yeah, no. it's they've been quiet. Kind of the same. Yeah, I think the biggest move that they made was releasing Fletcher Cox to then re-sign him to a new deal. <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, I mean, just looking at this as a whole, they. You would have to say the Cowboys are still the favorites. And then I like just as they finished last year, I don't think anything. I don't know, though. I I don't think I can say that, at least not that confidently, because the Eagles finished three games back of the Cowboys. Eagles finished strong last year. They finished really strong. But the Cowboys defense, I think, stayed the same. I don't know. They lost Randy Gregory, but they brought back a couple of solid additions. They had a, a couple injuries that should uh, from last season, like uh, Jabril Cox specifically, who I'm thinking of their second round linebacker who they took last year should be healthy. So I think the defense stayed pretty much the same, but the offense is so much worse. It's it's a mess. The wide receiver room is a mess. The offensive line is a mess. And until they fix that offensive line and they fix the running game, I don't know what you're going to do. So I, I don't know if you can say the Cowboys are the favorite. I want them to be the favorite. I have a sneaking suspicion that they might win the division, but with the way the Eagles are trending, I, I just don't know. I don't think you can say that. I think the Giants are the worst. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah, we're not even talking, but like, just like in the division, the Giants are just the worst. Just the worst. Just yeah. the worst. <laughs> Um, moving into our next favorite division to talk about the NFC North. And honestly, I think this is the division, like as much as I both love and hate to say it, I think this has been kind of the, the place where there hasn't been as much. Like, I think the, I think the Packers got a little bit worse. I don't think they got significantly worse, but obviously Adams and losing, uh, Losing their top two receivers and Zadarius Smith. I think they got worse. I think they got significantly worse. I love that confidence. But personally, <laughs> I can't hop on that train quite yet. I have done it too often. I mean, so. it's it's relative, though, right? Like, yeah. significantly worse. But are they still the favorites more so than the Cowboys are to finish first in their division? Yes. Yeah. Like, like that, the Packers, that part the, doesn't change. The thing with the Packers is that they they were 13 and four last year, and it's it's hard to do that repeatedly. Like even when you make the playoffs and win in the playoffs, it's just it's hard to have four losses over 17 weeks, two years in a row. So I think they're going to do worse this year. And I think the Vikings are going to do better. Yeah, I think having a new coaching staff, uh, the the defense is getting shaken up. It's going to be a three four for the first time, maybe in my life, that I've seen the Vikings with a three four. 
they've signed Jordan Hicks and Zadarius Smith. Harrison Phillips is going to be at nose. Um, this I, Vikings defense is looking like the best that it has in a long time. Yeah, the the problem that I'm foreseeing is that our new head coach has not called a defense in like a decade. So it's going to be on the defensive coordinator. And uh, I. I'm going to I'm going to hold my hopes until I can kind of kind of suss out how it's going to. I think they're going to finish with a winning record. I do not know how much i think they're going to finish well because both the bears and the lions are going to be bad again the lions i think are going to be better than the bears that's my bold prediction is that the bears are going to be the worst team in in the division but uh i, I think know. i like I'm cautiously okay. optimistic i'm gonna <laughs> you've been cautiously optimistic, been since, cautiously we optimistic since the day i was born okay <laughs> i came out saying ah, i'm i i'm hopeful I think, and and this is going to be definitely just totally objective. I think re-signing Kirk Cousins makes them significantly better than if they did not do that. Uh-huh. Like, so I think also the new GM and the new coach makes them significantly better as well. Uh-huh. So I am not going to be cautiously optimistic. I'm going to be just straight up optimistic. Bold. Um, because... They're not they're not worse, which means they're significantly better and they're making changes, which to me is significantly better. So I like it. I'm I'm here for the Vikes this year. Maybe I'll just put all my eggs in the Vikes basket. That, yeah. that could hey, never go wrong. They right? had a losing record last year. So that's technically that's a bad weekend. I think that's my vote. You should you should do it. Uh, well, look, I, I I need to workshop this. I'll get back to you guys. I can't just make an emotional decision about that. I got to think. Should, that's, that's the only thing you should that's be the, doing. That's the point of football. But it's, it's the point of fantasy season. team, too, though. You know, like I, I get both sides of the pond. I don't know <laughs> what pond I'm talking about. <laughs> both, both sides of the pond. Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> I think the Vikes are significantly better. I think they're going to... I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they'll make the playoffs. All right. I can take that. I can, I can jive with that. Perfect. NFC South Atlanta Falcons. They are now currently the number one quarterback on their team is Marcus Mariota. I'd say that got worse. I think it was time for them to move on from Matty ice uh, as sad as it is to see it end. But I, I think it was time for them to go. But until they get the next quarterback of the future, I mean, you know what Marcus Mariota is, you know what player he is, and it's like, and like he's serviceable, but they're they're not winning the South, particularly with a certain someone unretiring. There's there's a, a something that I always think about when we see this kind of like journeyman quarterback that is going to be brought in that has shown flashes but hasn't done anything i think of ryan Tannehill, and i think of how he was he was not good until he found the system the system happened to be having derrick henry run people yes. over for three quarters of the game but it's i i'm excited to see i'm excited to see marcus Mariota get a shot I, yes i'm I, 
I, I like think... the flashes that he has shown of brilliance have been fun. Mm-hmm. I would like I I want I have nothing against him. I'd like to see him do well. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Where that I I don't think they're better. <sighs> I think the it's... whole AFC South, aside from the Bucks, have gotten worse. I I think. I mean, yeah, I think somebody so. has to if all these teams are staying yeah. the same or getting better. Yeah, I agree with that statement. I I like Marcus Mariota. I I, hope I do he too. Does well, I I hope he does well. I he's got a two year deal, so that the the two year deal and they're paying him not much. Um, but I, okay, I say not much relatively. He's making like three million dollars, but <laughs> <laughs> that's. Compared to other big yeah, quarterbacks, comparatively which is fair, he's been a journeyman and also a backup quarterback. So. Yeah. So we have done a- NFC South. It's just the Bucks. It's just Tom Brady. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing else. I'm yeah. bored of that. Yeah. Same. Honestly, I was kind of excited when he retired because I'm like, all right, it's time to pick the new king of the league. But he's back now. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> uh, NFC West. Cardinals stayed the same, I guess. There's a that little was... drama there with uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, but they re-signed Zach Ertz and James Conner. They lost, they lost Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk and Chandler Jones. So I'd say slightly That's a little worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. If, if they can stay healthy... This year, though, I think yeah, they're going to be. Depending on how everything unfolds with Kyler Murray, though, that could yeah. we've seen quarterback drama have a way of kind of imploding a team. So yeah, we'll, yep. we'll see. Yeah, uh, Rams got slightly. Let's say they, they got... lost some pieces and got a big one in Allen Robinson. I mean. Yeah. It's an upgrade over Robert Woods. It's a huge upgrade. They also lost Von Miller. And I think it's tough to say this year, better or worse. I just yeah, I mean, am they worried the for like, the ensuing years. You know, yeah. like they need to be good again or else it's going to be a a New York Giants type situation, I think. Yeah, because they're very they much are, in a win now mode. And I think yeah. at least for the next couple of years, they're still in good position to do so. Yeah, yeah. but they, they are they are shelling a lot of money out to. I mean, Matt Stafford has a got a 60 million dollar signing bonus, $129 million extension. Somehow it cleared money off of their salary cap. That's still something that I really don't understand is basically like I, did they do voidable years on his deal? I, I theoretically, un, I understand. Like, I understand the actual operation of it, but I just don't like when I see Aaron Rodgers signed the largest contract in history and he's taken twenty five million dollars off the off the salary cap. I'm like, that sh- that shouldn't be. <laughs> that's possible. not a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> There's some somewhere along the line, the numbers are getting fudged. There's someone with some whiteout doing a little <laughs> bit too much. All right, is, is Odell still technically a member of the Rams or no? No, he's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. So it has not been signed yet, which is and is open to re-signing with the Browns. Hmm. I don't know. You know what? I, I'm going to be back on the Browns for a second. No. OK, <laughs> like, don't come back. 
you don't go somewhere else. Okay, I'm off the Browns again. But All right. without Robert Woods and OBJ, I mean, they have Allen Robinson and they have Cooper Cup, but I don't know. It's still a pretty good one-two punch. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. I guess saying it out loud, I kind of forgot about Cooper Cup for a second. Yeah, which I, I also <laughs> did see the, good, I guess. the best description of Allen Robinson, which is the wide receiver version of Matt Stafford. Where he's yeah, he's so talented, he's just on a terrible team. <laughs> so I I'm he's he's gonna be dangerous. He's gonna be very dangerous. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, once again, not no, a whole lot of not, not a whole lot, lot to talk about there. I do want to talk about the Seahawks. They're they're our last team to talk about, and I want to talk about this move that they made. Trading Russell Wilson. And getting so much out of it, I think, was a brilliant move for them because Wilson wanted out and now they have. They have space to. Yeah, I think they they made the best move possible out of that and they will be better for it in the long run. They're going to not be great. At least there's going to be some growing next couple of seasons. Yeah, there's there's definitely some uh, I like looking at the trade that they they made. They traded Russell Wilson for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick. They traded Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick away for that. And so that's and with the invisible bonuses of getting rid of someone who doesn't want to be there and clearing all that space so yeah. so so that is a a f- great future move i agree that in the short term they've probably gotten worse but in in terms of like getting the most for your trade goodness gracious yeah yes do they uh, is drew lock gonna be the day one starter is drew lock gonna be so on that's this what's Hawk? interesting to me is because with two first round picks this year now like that's and two pretty high ones too. It's a pretty weak quarterback class though this it year. It is, but so. I do they do they Honestly, try? I think roll with Drew Locke this year, get some really really solid like, this is a very deep wide receiver class this year. Yeah. Get a couple of receiver, get a third receiver to go with uh DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Shore up that offensive line, rebuild that. De- the defense needs a lot of work. Yeah, it does. Um, so I honestly, I think scratch that. I think go defense with those picks. Um, sorry, my dog just slammed the door. <laughs> uh, so that's probably going to get picked up there in the audio. But uh, as she yeah, slammed the door, was trying to get out, closed herself in. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think with those those two first rounders, you go defense, shore up that defense and then you're probably not going to be great this year. If you are fantastic, if Drew Locke proves to be the next Russell Wilson, awesome. You've got it. Give him a year to do that. You're obviously in a rebuild mode. And then if not, you've got next year to draft. And I think next year's class is supposed to be significantly better than this year's. And they'll have two first round picks next year, unless they trade one of them away. So that's that. I like that move a lot. I like it a lot. It's, it's a very smart move. And I think it's one of those trades where everyone ended up, happy like russell wilson gets out he gets to go to a team that i think is on the upswing and the seahawks get a bunch out of it so it's yeah hard not to like that i honestly looking at their division too like 
I mean, they would have to make major moves to compete yeah. anyway. So it's why, it is why do that rough, right? rough for Russell Wilson to go from what was yeah. the toughest division yeah. last year and just hop straight into the fire that is the <laughs> toughest division this year. He's and just really quickly on that, he's not Russell Wilson of the mid 2000s anymore. No, like he's Russell Wilson after a couple injuries and getting older Russell Wilson. And as a pioneer of the mobile draft or the the mobile quarterback class, he's now kind of antiquated of that group. So I like he's good, but I don't know. I I don't know if he's like going to just take them immediately to the Super Bowl, but that's a different conversation. It is. It is going to be interesting. The Denver Broncos for not literally ever have run the pocket passing kind of very run, run, medium pass, run, run, (laughs) medium pass. So if I mean, if he can find his feet there, if he can get behind the other problem is Seattle just had no offensive line for him. It was, yeah, it was, he was playing from behind with no offensive line and the dudes, what? 36. Right. Dealing with hand injuries. Yeah. He's, he's, his hand is hurt. His, he's had a couple injuries in the past. So like, it's just, it's just not going to work as well. So to go to a team that has a tradition of in the trenches football with a solid offensive line that will, hopefully hold up better than one of the worst in the league. I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. Yeah. And that's our wrap on the NFL. Uh, so, so here's my favorite part of this whole conversation. I want your Super Bowl picks. Hmm. 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 That's a tough one. I knew it would get you because, I mean, like we, we're on the, we're not even halfway through free agency. Like Tyron Matthew still doesn't have a team and there's still so many. Please know this will change because in August I will inevitably be back on the Cowboys bandwagon. I'll be feeling excited. I'll be feeling good. (laughs) But right now I just, I cannot feel good about the Cowboys right now. Um, Honestly, I think. I'm going to say it's hard to pick NFC because the NFC has kind of drastically shifted too. there's been an exodus of talent from the NFC to the AFC. Um, You know what? Screw it. I I still have to be up. I'm going to say Bill's Cowboys. (laughs) Take it, Noah. Come on. I'm I'm going to will it into existence. You can't manifest this. I am going to. I'm going to manifest this. It will happen if I believe hard enough it's not how this we have been believe we have been nothing but believing on this podcast and look how that has turned out for us even when we won the championship since we've started this podcast i want that to be known we have not this year ourselves behind a championship winning team in the entire history of this show (laughs) this year i'm going to believe smarter not harder That's, that's well, that, that is the opposite word. of what just happened. <laughs> I think, Anthony, please speak some reason. Um, I, I agree with the AFC pick. I think the Bills got screwed last year. And I think the Bills 
should have been there. I think the Bills would have beat the Bengals, and I think the Bills would have made it and beat the Rams. Anyway, I think it's going to be Bills. The NFC, ugh, man. Like, I, I honestly do not know. Like, looking at how they finished last year, do I think the Packers will be there? No. I mean, is the boring answer the Buccaneers? Like... Also the correct answer, unfortunately. I mean, it's like, to me, looking down the list, it's like Buccaneers, the Rams, I guess, the Cardinals, I guess. I mean, unless something happens in Philadelphia that just goes crazy or... The 49ers get a different quarterback. I, I don't know. Like, I guess Buccaneers, Bills, question mark. I'm going to go, as I am want to do, I'm going to go bold. Because I feel like this season of all seasons is the season to go bold. Okay. Hit us with it. All right. It's not one that I like, but it's one that I, I'm begrudgingly admitting I can get myself to believe the situation. Unlike Noah, there is a person in the league who is able to manifest a championship win for themselves or seems to be able to. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. So we're going Bucks. But we're going Bucks Raiders. Dude. (laughs) Because... That is such know, a gross I, Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know it is. That's a that John Green's got his hands yeah, all over that. I know, and I hate it. Okay, <laughs> I, I I I told you it was bold. Secondly, it's awful. But I think it's it's either I'm going to say it's either the Raiders or the Chargers. I would love it if the Chargers made it. Okay, I would love that. <laughs> Because those are my, that's my AFC, those are my AFC boys, all right? Hashtag Jolt the Bolts. Hashtag Jolt the Bolts. Here's the thing, though, with the AFC. Okay, the top teams in the NFC, almost all of them either stayed the same or got worse. Yeah. And the teams in the AFC, I mean, did the Buffalo Bills get worse? No, they got better. Did the Bengals get worse? No, they got better. The Chiefs got worse did the titans get worse no they stayed the same uh so so what we saw in the afc last year though is that these teams were able to beat up on each other all through the all through the regular season but once we got to the postseason the the Bengals with the worst offensive line in the league they were able to make it to the super bowl they beat the bills who should have run all over them they beat the Chiefs, who should have stomped them. Sorry, the Bills beat the Chiefs. Am I forgetting this? The Chiefs beat the Bills. Chiefs beat the Bills. The Bengals, Bengals beat, beat the, the Chiefs. Titans. Bengals beat the Titans, then the Chiefs. That shouldn't have happened. I agree. And it, and it, and it shows that, <laughs> that these teams that we, we look at and we're like, yes, these are the best teams in the league. It's, it's hard to do that two years in a row by slight like all of them maybe the bills have gotten significantly better but the rest of them they've gotten slightly better or worse and i think that the afc as as weird as it sounds the afc is looking like it's kind of anyone's game anyone in the top half of course yeah, like it's, yeah, not, for it's sure. not the jaguars game like the nfc it's it's either green bay or it's tampa like i or los angeles 
it's those three. I don't see any other team really making that push. As sucky as it is to say. But the AFC, I think, is it's wide open. It was down to the last couple of weeks who was going to be the first through fifth seed last year. Yeah. I, I will believe it when I see it with the Raiders. I think I th- if there's any year to do kind of the, the Baltimore Ravens one and done, it's this year for the Raiders. Yeah. Like they are, they are in that peak point where if all the pieces fall incorrectly, they will be the best team in the AFC. It's very possible that they won't. Do you mean fall in correctly or fall incorrectly? (laughs) I think there's a space in there. I'm whatever you want me to mean. Noah. Fall in. I mean, mean fall incorrectly because he does not mean that. He means no, the other thing. But if, if everything <laughs> goes wrong for the Raiders and they still somehow end up in the Super Bowl, that is the most Raiders thing I can that think would, of. If and looking at last season, how they did better after you know their coach got fired and they let go of three of their last big draft picks, and they got better. I'm just saying that the Raiders could completely fall apart and win the Super Bowl with whoever the third string quarterback is. I don't even know. I don't even know who's after Derek Carr since what's-his-face is gone, though. Because they're in Vegas, you know there's one guy who has set up a parlay to bet all the way down that the Raiders will win the Super Bowl on a last-second pass to a wide receiver that wasn't on the team to begin. (laughs) Okay, actually, I will now fully fledge my support to the Raiders if this one thing happens. If Derek Carr pulls a Carson Wentz from 2017 where he leads the Raiders, they're doing really well through like the first three quarters of the season and he goes down and Garrett Gilbert comes in. You know what? Wins the (laughs) Super Bowl for that. If Garrett Gilbert wins the Super Bowl, I I it would be hard not to just be a fan of whatever team he plays for, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he already is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's true. He has a ring. Just more he's than... on the practice squad, but still, he has a ring. That's he, has he has a, a ring, ring, and that's more than anyone currently on the Vikings. So, Okay, that's he's, not true. He's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know this is a comedy podcast, but stop no, the this joke, is a serious TJ. sports podcast. <laughs> we're, we're, we're serious here. Also, um, don't get offended, Anthony, because Garrett Gilbert is just the greatest quarterback of all time. I yeah. guess so. Yeah, he's the goat. There's still some quarterbacks that need like for all of the quarterbacks that have moved around and been signed and come back from the dead. Uh, there's still like a bunch that need homes. Like Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, someone else. For just that was five dollars a hand. month, you can provide a home for a quarterback <laughs> that can <laughs> hand the ball off. Hand the ball <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's still some shaking up that needs to happen. We're not even halfway through off season yet. It's it's. I know it's so much that can go on. So much. There's so much that can go wrong. Yeah. And I'm ready for it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nuts. It's so fun. 
And now that we've been recording for, what, almost an hour and a half? Just about. I think it's time to say thank you for listening, everybody, to this hour and a half rant, so to speak, I guess. Hashtag Romo 2020. New replacing hashtag go Browns is hashtag Anthony should choose the Vikings as his bad wagon. <laughs> hashtag Teddy's job. Hashtag spoof for boof. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag Minshew man. Hashtag Jolt the Bolts. Hashtag Cobb Bostis. Hashtag Kiss Carter. Hashtag plug me in. Hashtag heck off stand. Hashtag WTFWFT. Hashtag build a Puma. Hashtag it wing. Hashtag chow. Hashtag hire Jacob Schneider. Hashtag ham sandwich. Hashtag base foo bass cocker. Hashtag Ohio does exist. Hashtag I didn't need a uh, hold on. Let's pause. Hashtag fix the mic for Mike. Hashtag who's your bad wagon. Hashtag PJ Fleck elite. Hashtag quick trip with two C's. Hashtag girth. Hashtag Craig. Hashtag juice it. As always, uh, we're glad you were able to make it all the way to the end of this one from all of us here at the Q4 podcast. And I always sign off by saying and everyone at the Offside Sports Network. But I I think at this point, it's just kind of us. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So from all of us, we thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.